fear is chasing Ernest to be more successful. Ernest is today's very special guest on the podcast. Hello, my name is Jay Helms. I don't ever say hello. I say what's up, y'all, because I am from the South. But my name is Jay Helms. And if you are new here, if this is your first time discovering the W2 Capitalist, we as the W2 Capitalist are a resource for married men and women to build multiple streams of income through real estate investing so that you can be more present both mentally and physically with your spouse and your children and help put you on a path toward building generational wealth. As many of you know, personally, I want to be the guy that helped you remove the anxiety and stress that comes with financially providing for your family. Before we get into today's episode with Ernest, I want to point you to our sponsor. And it's a new sponsor with the show. It's Mark Willis of Lake Growth Financial. If you've heard of Mark before, it's possibly because you heard him on the podcast before. He's the guy that helped me understand, made, finally made the light bulb of the bank on yourself concept go off. Uh, guys have been after me for years to try to understand how this whole thing works. And Mark just happened to be the guy who did it and did it overwhelmingly uh, compared to the other guys. So if you're not familiar with the bank on yourself concept, I want to invite you to check out everything that Mark has put together for us here as a new sponsor of the podcast at w2capitalist.com forward slash bank and learn how you can fire your banker. No more need for bankers. Keep all the interest and everything that you're going to pay to a bank in the family name so that you can pass that on. This is the next step for us, Helms family, as we are starting that process to make sure our generational wealth gets in the right hands in the right places. So check it out today, w2capitalist.com forward slash bank. Now let's get into today's episode. W2 Capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Ernest Malanga became financially free at 28 years old. In 2014, Ernest immigrated into the U.S. with literally no money to speak of and worked three jobs simultaneously to earn and save money. In 2015, Ernest joined the U.S. Air Force and committed four years to springboard his career. Like many real estate investors, Ernest stumbled upon Rich Dad Poor Dad and got introduced to the concept of passive income and financial freedom. Before then, he always thought, like most of us do, that one had to work hard to earn money. And after two years of educating himself through books, podcasts, and anything he could get a hold of about real estate and financial freedom, in 2019, Ernest bought his first rental property, finished his master's degree, and secured a new job. After just two years of investing, Ernest has achieved financial freedom, but he continues to work. Let's bring him in. Ernest, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, Jay. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Ernest... I want to dive into your story a little bit. I, you and I, were, we were just chatting um, and having no kids is a part of this, but no, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> you, you claim, first of all, I, I want to tell you, thank you for your service, being in the Air Force, do, serving your time, oh, yeah. you immigrated to America, right? Yep. And I'll get, uh, you know, I just covered all that in, in your bio, but I want to tell you, thank you for your service, but also, you know, we were joking before I hit the record button. I said, man, you are a hustler. And you said, mm -hmm. I try. And and there is no yeah. trying to this. You, I mean, you 
immigrated to the U.S. You worked three jobs simultaneously. Yeah. And yep. now after, and then you got your master's degree, right? Yeah. Yep. And then you found out, oh, there's this whole thing of real estate investing. I can do passive income. You invested for a couple of years and now you've achieved financial freedom. Yes. Yes. Dude, there's a strong work ethic there. <laughs> there is a strong work ethic. And uh, yep. oh, I forgot. Most important point. He did us all before the, his 29th birthday, right? Yeah. Which is yep. freaking incredible. So let's dive into this, right? So what, what does it mean for you to be married 28 years old, financially free? And that's where the joke um, was that, well, you don't, you don't have kids. So that's why you're financially free. I'm totally kidding. So yeah. um, you don't have kids yet, or maybe in the future. No. I don't know. I don't want to get get there. Sometimes okay. it's an awkward <laughs> conversation, but um, how do you, how are you, what are we talking about when you say financial freedom? Yeah. So, I mean, I define that as, you know, having your passive income exceed your expenses, right? So I'm actually still technically working. I'm actually here in the conference room in my office. So oh, nice. I'm nice. here at the office. I guess they working. don't care that you're... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's here. Oh, <laughs> I'm I the only you. one here. Nobody cares. Yeah. But um, so, yeah. So say, for example, right? I mean, just for a round number. Say my uh, my expenses is just, for example, 900 bucks a month. But my passive income, just to give you a number, is $905 a month. Yeah. So that, to me, is financial gotcha. freedom. Because I can technically quit on my job if I really wanted to. So yeah. that to me defines financial freedom. Yeah. And, and uh, I appreciate you using round numbers. That's easy math for me. I can do that, uh, especially <laughs> this late in the afternoon. Um, right. One of the, I love that you defined it as financial freedom because I think there's a difference between financial and, or I don't think, I think that people get confused when they hear financial independence versus financial freedom. We're not talking about the same thing. Financial independence has this, you know, the fire movement they're talking about folks who live in their parents' basement or mm -hmm. whatever. And just not to me, that's not freedom. You might not be financially right. independent, but you're, you're not living a yeah. life that I want. You know what I mean? That is true, uh, yeah. But, but so let's walk through some of your deals that you've done sure. in the last two years to cover all of your expenses uh, mm -hmm. to do that. So very first deal. Tell me, tell me about your very first deal. All right, cool. All right. So this is back in January of 2019. So uh, I okay. was getting out of the military in May. Almost right? two years ago. Not quite two years, right? Almost two yeah, years. Yeah, no, not even two years. Yeah, almost two years ago. So January of 2019. And that's when I closed on this property. But I guess, yeah. you know, two months or a month before that, I contacted uh, an agent here in St. Louis, Missouri. That's where I live now. But I was still stationed in Dover, Delaware. I was stationed in Dover Air Force Base, Delaware. And I figured I don't have any to go like i don't have a place to live when i'm so why not just buy a house or buy a building so that's what i bought i mean that's what i did right so i um i had my agents walk through the property you know he did everything for me and this is like i saw the property through video and i so yeah so I'm it's out. a I, yeah i'm out What's so that? Have you ever purchased a property at all up until this? No, <laughs> that is my first purchase. <laughs> I, I bought my first building. It's a, it's a four-family apartment building. Okay, four plus. And my agent gotcha. literally do everything. So I yeah, I have hacked on that first purchase, and I use my VA loan, which means that I put zero down. So yes. funny story about that. At closing, I, I actually received five thousand dollars into my bank account because of the. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so I literally had no money to the deal. I, I got paid to buy it. That makes sense. You got paid to buy it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah that is yeah. interesting. I, let's stop right there for a minute. You, because my very first property, like I was writing things in the, and this was my first very single family home. I was a single guy at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I wrote in there that my dad, and as a contingency of part of the agreement, that my dad had to approve the purchase. That was my out. Mm. You know, that was my out for the. 
And he did. He, mm-hmm. he came and walked. And it was a brand new build, you know, and I kind of look back now how crazy that is. And then I would say on the other flip side of that coin is you. Were, mm-hmm. have, you have you ever been to St. Louis before? Yes, I have, actually. I actually promised yeah. myself that I'm never going to move here. That was <laughs> like four years ago. Because <laughs> I went to training here for, you know, for the military. So I went to visit. I figured I'm never going to move here. And then yeah. four years later, here I am. So, there you but are. it's fine. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Buying property. Uh, Yep. That you've only seen virtually through your realtor's cell uh, cell phone, yeah. and then now you've been living there. That's incredible. Okay, continue on. This that's crazy. That's awesome. That's yeah. very inspiring. Yeah. No. Well, since you you brought up the idea of me not, I mean, I brought it up, but since you pointed out that I didn't see the property, uh, so my wife and I, when we we weren't married then, so my girlfriend then, that's my wife now, we actually drove by to the property, and we were two minutes out, right? Two yeah. minutes out from you know see the building. And I was like, we were praying. I was like, I really hope we're not there yet, because I wasn't a fan <laughs> of the neighborhood. <laughs> Are we really two minutes away? So like we were like, oh, and it was raining, it was dark, you know, it was January, so not nothing to see. Everything looks so, gloomy and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we we entered the building through the through, through the back through the back door, so it was a, an experience. So, but I figured, you know, we're just gonna be here for a year. You know, if we really hate the, the building, I mean, we can just move and still use my VA loan, which which is what I did. Gotcha, gotcha. So you rinsed and repeated on the use of the VA loan, which is uh, mm-hmm. a huge benefit for serving in the military. Yep. And I, I love it. I love that you guys get to take advantage of that. I'm a little mm-hmm. jealous, but there's also that thing. Yeah. Well, you could have signed up. You, you could have signed up and done, done what <laughs> they're doing. And uh, I don't have the guts. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, I... I want to pick on pick on your wife for a minute though. So mm-hmm. you guys she's on board with this entire thing, right? She's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna buy a fourplex we've never even seen before. Now, had she been to St. Louis before? No, she hasn't. She had she put her full full trust on me, like she had no idea where she was yeah. going. She just, you know, hop on the truck and just let's go. I mean, but, that yeah. is that is the highlighting the for better or for worse right there. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, wow. That's and we awesome. weren't even married then. Yeah, but I guess she was that. Okay, well, she had she had outs then. She had outs. She goes, look, this guy yeah, takes me down this place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's we drove cool, from man. Delaware to Missouri, so I took her on a 17-hour trip, I think. So if she wanted to go back, she, she's going to have to drive a little bit get back or fly out yeah but come on so yeah yeah uh, yeah so the first time that she was ever in st louis mm-hmm. y'all drove there she mm-hmm. never she never looked at the neighborhoods she had never no nothing i had no idea about the neighborhood either we seriously have no idea about the neighborhood i i put my trust on my agent i was like just put me in a nice nice enough neighborhood i don't care like as long as you know it's not terrible i mean and then he he gave he put me in nice areas like I saw the you know the endless drip whatever and then he I yeah. saw the criteria on that and the the nicer areas looking back now he he put me on the nicer area so I'm happy with that. How long have you known this realtor that you were working with? Um, well, two years now, but then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what did you do? Just like, did you do a Google search and it came up and it was like I'm calling this guy and that was that no, was match um, made in heaven or. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Bigger Pockets, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there's a you know a realtor there, and, and I think he's a broker. So I contacted him. So he gave me his agent's phone number. So I we just connected. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So yeah. Um. All right. So let's fast forward to today, right? Sure. Are you still in that property today? Or are you still um, no living it? No. Okay. No. It. So y'all, how long did you stay in it? And then. Is there anything you would have done different about moving into that that place? 
oh no, like that is that is a really nice property for me. You know, being zero gotcha. percent down down payment on that property and the cash flow on that is pretty nice too. You know, so yeah. no, I have no regrets, and that's my you know that's my training year. Like I. I learned a lot on that property. Like, so, you know, a lot, a lot of people say that it's not about the money that you make on the first deal. It's about the, you know, learning experience, which I Mindset, learned a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. So after that, you know, it, I got less scared. I mean, I wasn't that scared on the, on the first four units, but after that, like I learned a lot. So. Yeah. yeah I'm so, going to call it BS on, you can't be that scared if you are uh, buying a fourplex in a town, if you only been to once and you said, I'm never moving here or never living here. And then yeah. you never saw the property in until it sounds like the day you guys closed on it. So yeah, yeah I mean, you, you don't have scare. <laughs> you don't have a uh, uh, fear of doing that. That's uh, <laughs> well, the excitement of, you know, owning a property is just higher oh, yeah. or bigger than the fear of, you know, yeah. what's going to happen. Cause I mean, it's zero down, like how bad can it get? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or negative 5,000 now. Cause you walked away yeah, from, yeah. from closing with that. So that is, that is amazing, man. That, that is kudos to you and kudos to Thank your you. now wife who put all mm -hmm. her trust and faith in you guys and realizing that it's not as scary as it sounds. And if I could go back mm -hmm. and tell my my first myself, when I first property I was bought, don't write your, that your dad has to approve. Like, <laughs> even though that was a contingency I could get out of, it was just, it was so dumb. Like I didn't know what I, what I do now. Right? How, how I old do. Were you then? I'm just curious. Oh man, that was probably 24, 25, but I get it. I, I mean, didn't, I didn't know anything about investing. Uh, you know, I've certainly forgotten more now than I ever knew then, you know, right. right, uh, right. It was just, uh, it was crazy. So let's talk about mindset for a minute. Your, your mindset of going into this deal, mm -hmm. you, you, you had to, I don't know, you had to have some hesitations, right? Um, Buying my first building. Yeah. I don't know. Like, honestly, I was drinking the Kool-Aid of, you know, okay. Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like yeah. I had my mindset, you know, even before I bought that building, I was reading books. So I was, I thought, I, I mean, I wasn't prepared enough, but I thought I was prepared because I've read, you know, multiple books and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a book nerd. So I, I, <laughs> I figured I need to prepare a lot before buying the property. So I, even before, you know, closing on the property, I had my email ready that I was going to send to my tenants. So as, as scared as you can be, like I was ready for it, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So you're a book nerd. What's, what's your, for newbie investors, other than Rich Dad, Poor Dad, what are two books yeah. that newbie investors have, should read? Oh man. Oh, that's a very good question. Well, okay. So I think my best answer to that would be the Burr book by David Green, because that literally has made me thousands and it's going to make me a, a good chunk of money in the next three houses I'm going to buy here soon. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one of the books that I would really recommend. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I want to talk about your, your work ethic because mm -hmm, you, you sure. came to the States, right? You immigrated to the States, mm -hmm. you worked multiple jobs, right? Oh, yeah. And you were oh, in God. the military, you, you got your master's degree. None of that really, cause I have my master's degree and I know how hard that takes to get. I imagine yours mm -hmm. was harder than mine. <laughs> and, and I don't know. <laughs> um, well, mine was business administration, right? Mm -hmm. Yours is a little more technical. Was it geographic oh, information yeah. systems? Yeah. Yeah. More, now, although my undergrad is batch, uh, computer science, it's still mm -hmm. a little bit different. But mm -hmm. how do you how do you explain the work ethic that you have to hustle to get you where you are now? Right. I mean, is that yeah? Where did that come from? I think it just comes innate for us being Filipinos. You know, coming from okay. the Philippines, life isn't easy. 
you know, I remember yeah. a story from my sister telling me, and this, like, that's why I'm bringing it up now because it, it resonates with me, right? So all these houses that I'm buying now is because of, one of the reasons why I'm buying all these houses is because of fear, right? And I'm fear. I'm trying to beat that. Yeah, fear. I'm trying to beat that fear because I remember a story that my sister told me about my mom where she couldn't, you know, she was trying to figure out where to get the mortgage payment for that month or we were going to get mm. a big I, I was too young to see the see it happening then, but I heard that story and that stuck with me, right? So now I'm, I'm trying to set myself up to the point where I'm not afraid of losing a job or, yeah. you know, depending on income on somebody else. So that's where the ethic comes in, right? Like I am that that mindset of I need to do more and more because if I stop, yeah. all this might go away. So, so that, that fear is chasing stuff. you, but it's producing mm-hmm. some amazing results, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you, not only that too. Oh, sorry. What's that? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So not only that too, like being the Philippines and compared to being here, it's so much easier because I looked at how uh, how the processes, processes on buying houses in the Philippines or buying property in the Philippines, and it's so much harder compared to being so what I'm trying to say is like everything here that I do now, it might seem hard, but coming from where I'm at or where I'm coming from, it's way easier than it is. So I, I, you know, like you, you've bought property too. So you, you can literally buy property, sight and scene, you know, just send emails, you know, do a conference yep. calls and it happens in a heartbeat. I mean, that's just what I've seen so far. Yeah. So this fear is chasing you, right? Which is your motivation. Yeah. Do you ever think you're going to, you do you ever think you're going to turn around stare that fear in the face and just say, no, no more fear. I I think that's what I'm doing now by buying these properties. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to confront that fear by buying more. Like, all right, what what else could go wrong? Like after acquiring, you know, all these properties, that's how I am, you know, facing that fear. I mean, that's how I see it. But is is there a number that you're going to get to that you're like, all right, fear's over with. I'm stop. I'm going to stop buying. Or is this mm-hmm. just you just acquisition mode until right. the unforeseen I mean, happens? That that fear thing is that how I, I mean that's how I started. But now it's yeah. it's more about trying to see on how big I can get this you mm-hmm. know business to be. Now yeah. it, I'm just. Because I'm, I, I don't know. It's not smart to do so. I, I don't think. But I like to compare myself to like the big guys. You know, like how are they doing all these deals? And I'm, how am I not finding all these deals? So I'm actually now, you know, fantasizing about buying an apartment complex, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. acquiring all these houses now so that I can, you know, roll that into a complex eventually, all that equity in. So now I'm just trying to figure out how I can, you know, be big as far as you know my real estate. I love it. Yeah. And, and the guy of your work ethic, um, it's going to be no time before you, you make that multifamily happen for sure. Yeah. For okay. sure. Thank you. Um, so that's interesting though. That's, that's, uh, it's a very good, we all start for various reasons, right? Uh, right, right. mine was because our newborn, our first kid was on the way. Now we have multiple, mm-hmm. right. And yeah. uh, I'd be curious to know, because what happens when, when you, you know, become a dad or find out you're going to come be a dad for the first time, mm-hmm. there's something that clicked for me. It just, oh, mm. all right, this is, this is, I'm an adult now, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. time to stop goofing off. And of course I still like to goof off, but mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things where it just, things didn't really make sense until that happened. And while we were about six months pregnant with number one, I found Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I was like, mm. How, why is this not standard reading? or any yeah, high right? school yeah. or college or whatever. Oh, because yeah. it teaches you to be an entrepreneur and escape the system. That's why. I got it. So, all right. So you bought the fourplex. Tell mm-hmm. us about the deals you, you've been able to accomplish in the last two years, not even two years. Actually, right. it will be two years. This, this episode is going to come out the first episode in, in 2021. Oh, nice. so it will be two years okay. from the time awesome. that you bought your first property. Tell us about the deals mm-hmm. you've been involved with with then and how you how are you finding them? 
what are you doing to finance sure. and that sort of thing? Yeah. So um, the second house that I bought is a is a single family home, a three bed, one bath. And I got lucky there because, I mean, everybody's saying that you can find good deals on the MLS, right? But I was able to find one. I, I used to different agents on that, but essentially the numbers are I bought it for 75 cash, my personal cash. I bought it for 75 grand, you know, my personal cash. And then it appraised for 55, 50 to 55. So I just you know, after a month of owning it or not even then, I just literally just refinanced all that money out that I had yeah. in the property. Yeah. So I just, I had all that money back, right? And that's cash flowing, you know, $200, more than 200 bucks a month, right? Nice. So there's that. I got lucky there. And then I, I tried again because I'm like, this is easy. I'm going to keep looking for this type of property, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then uh, I tried doing that again. And then I'm failed miserably you know and that's my lesson property that's the property that until now is you know is teaching me a lesson because mm. so i i bought that for uh, 55 with the intent yeah i bought that for 55 for with the intent of doing the same thing you know putting all that cash and then taking all it back out but it appraised for 55 right so all that <laughs> cash that i had put in the property just you know i mean so my 20 percent on that property 20 percent down payment is just left in the property which is not a big deal right that's the right not, I mean, that's just typical, but I mean, the tenants that I acquired or inherited from the property, just, you know, they tried to sue me the night before my wedding. Uh, they, they were threatening to sue me the night before my wedding. So I was like, my, my wife and I were freaking out. You know, we, we were just, oh, what are we going to do? Like, and I was overseas. So I had no idea what's going to happen. So, but yeah, that, that property really taught me a lot, you know, as far as, you know, tenant management, property management. So. Do you manage your and own then, properties now or no? Um, stop by properties. I manage myself. But uh, whenever, because I'm not very confrontational, I hate confrontation. Uh, so whenever, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not for me. So whenever something pops up, like ah, I can't deal with this, you know, get a property manager and have them deal with that. But as long as I can manage it myself, just like that for for unit apartment building, I'm so managing that because I barely hear from my tenants. Yeah. And if I hear something, I just you know, yeah. So uh, there's that. So those are the three first three properties that I bought, and then the fourth one is just a. I guess that's my full first full burr property. So I bought it for a hundred and put about seventeen thousand into it, and then I appraised for one sixty two. So that was a win for me. So you know, built in thirty five thousand dollars in equity in yeah. that property. So how are you finding these? How are you finding these deals? And they are they all in uh, St. Louis or the greater St. Louis metro? Or yeah, yeah, yep, okay. yeah. It's, it's cool. all around the map in, in St. Louis. But uh, as far as finding them, I find I find them through Facebook. You know, like I try to make money on Facebook. A lot of people say that, like make money on Facebook. I try to, you know, because there are pro there there are some you know real estate investing groups here in St. Louis where you could just scroll through and you'd find. A property every five Facebook posts. So I just yeah. go through that. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. You, see, you see that in your market too? Yeah. Um, I don't look on, I, and I don't know why I, I hear all the time. Like, and, and here's a, so let me catch my thoughts here. I yeah. hear all the time people use marketplace to market their properties on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to stay out of the groups that have nothing but ads in them. Um, mm. you know, just cause it's not really why I'm on Facebook. But I probably should go there to look because I just I posted an ad. We have a one single family that's left in our portfolio. Mm. Whole story. We're trying to sell it. I'm doing a for sale by owner, also with owner financing, and posted oh, wow. on Facebook Marketplace, and I got over 200 responses out of it. Oh wow! And it went our contract. The fifth guy that looked at it. Mm. So either I'm not asking enough, or it's, it was just I don't I don't or if the situation just 
you know, married up right. so perfectly, but I keep hearing people are making money off of Facebook, but I haven't, I haven't done that myself. Um, yeah. And I mean, there are properties on Facebook yet. that you find too. We're closing yeah. <laughs> in a couple of weeks, hopefully. Oh, and I are. can come back and say, we've, I've made money off Facebook before. Nice. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so I, I find properties from wholesalers too. Like when I, when I open my laptop, right on my, yeah. you know, Chrome browser, I have, three websites that pop up like four tabs i have my email i have three wholesaler websites and i just browse through the properties and then sometimes gotcha. i find you know property on them and then sometimes I don't. it takes like literally five minutes to go through like nope nope nope, nope and then you just get on with your day why i want to go back i don't want to skip over that you guys were trying to no. get sued on your wedding night what, what was <laughs> the case what, what were they trying to uh claim what was the purpose Hey guys, I want to take a break from the interview with Ernest and let you know about the W2 Capitalist Mastermind. You've probably been hearing me plugging this for a while now, and it's for very good reasons. We're in the middle of this expansion where we're adding, man, we've got 22 virtual calls happening throughout the month. We've got spots to fill. And if you're interested in being around like-minded people who want to see you succeed, who want to make sure that you are held accountable to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish to propel you and not only your W-2, but also in your investing, come check us out, w2capitalist.com forward slash mastermind. But for now, let's get back to it with Ernest. Let me try to remember the story here. But uh, I, I think there was confusion there where, okay, now remember. All right, so I, I closed on, on the 15th. I said the 15th, right? Okay. And then I charged rent on the 15th. Because I mean, I, I own the property, right? And they pay on the 15th. So it just makes sense that I charge on the property. You know what I mean? And then the previous landlord was expecting that, you know, same rental payment. So they paid me and now the previous landlord is now charging them for rent for the for the following month. And I had no idea what to do at that time. Like I was I was all green. I had no idea. I was like, oh, is it is it supposed to be paid to be him or to myself? So I just figured so yeah, so I mean, they were trying to get the nine hundred dollars from me, and I was overseas, and I I should have known that it was all just a bluff, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was just yeah, <laughs> they're not gonna sue me for nine hundred. They don't have the money to sue me for that. But I was just you know, it, it got me worried. So also, yeah, it's no, just I, weird. Like you guys closed on the property, he no longer owns it. What? Why? Why yeah. do they think they're gonna collect or he or she that you know collect rent? I mean, what's the? Yeah, I, I thought about that too, but it, but then I guess logic went out the window when I heard the word. Well, how did that make you feel, though? I mean, let's let's try to forget that it was your wedding night. You guys are overseas celebrating. Uh, How did that make you feel, though? When um, I mean, hey, we're gonna sue you over this, and it was your. I mean, I just and you're still relatively new into the business. So am I, right? We both we're we're both kind of um. Uh, Alice Springs chicken or whatnot or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not Alice Springs chicken. That is a plate <laughs> at Outback hashtag not sponsored, but damn, I want some of that right now. Um, spring chicken. That's what I was trying to think of. Mm. How, how did that make you feel though? What, what, what was the thing that kind of went through your mind? Do you remember? Or did you like, ah, this is bull crap. Put your phone, you know, put your phone back down oh, no. and go back to partying kind of thing. Oh no, I made multiple phone calls that night I got to you. the, so my connections here in St. Louis trying to figure that out. And then it just came to a point where I was so tired that I'm like, I can't deal with this now. Like it's, it, there's nothing I can fix overseas. So it's just, let's see what happens. So yeah. That's what yeah. I Very cool. I, I like it. I like how, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've had a similar issue happen where I sold a property and they were trying to collect a deposit because I inherited the tenants and passed mm. on the tenants after, after three years to the new owner. And, um, they came to me saying, look, we've got receipts. We've got receipts showing they pay the deposit. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. 
uh, I hate to break it to you, but that receipt, that dated receipt has a date on it prior to me purchasing the property. Number one, mm. number two, yeah. here's a copy of my HUD statement that says I got everything for yeah. closing. There is no deposit on that. So that was my fault. Number one is I didn't mm. get the deposits from the previous previous closing, right, right, but right, right. it eventually just went away. Right. I, I mean, we're mm. talking maybe $1,200. Maybe. Yeah, people are gonna sue you for that. I don't know. They might even pay more for you know. For they a would lawyer. pay more I for. Hey, yeah, I was I was talking to my attorney about a situation I have going on right now, and uh, it's a private money loan, and the guy hasn't mm-hmm. paid on time yet. Keeps you know whatnot, and he keep, my attorney's asking me some questions, and and he goes, yeah, he goes. Mm. You know, mm. and anyway, I'm not in case the guys listen to this, I'm not gonna go into what our strategy right, is fine, next. Fine. But <laughs> I got I started going down the path. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop right there. I'm not gonna say anything because it yeah, that's be, fine. Uh, it could be an interesting uh next couple months. But anyway, mm-hmm. um that is enough that I would take action if needed, but I'm not gonna oh. go any more than that. Yeah, it was yeah, uh, if you're doing private but, lending, yeah, that's a substantial yeah. amount. Yeah, I get yeah. that. So one question I want to make sure I answer, and it's amazing how quickly time goes by here. You still work, even though you have all your expenses paid. Why are you yeah. still working, right? And and tell us a little bit about your job. You have a master's in geographic information systems. You currently mm-hmm. work as an engineer. I'm mm-hmm. a fellow, fellow propeller head too. I guarantee you're a lot smarter guy than I am. But I why, why do you continue to work, man? What, what's the what's the point behind that? Well, I need it for, you know, getting approved for loans, you know, because yeah, yeah get, getting approved for conventional or commercial loans, you know, your W-2 income, W-2 capitalist, you know, yeah. hence the word uh-huh. W-2. I mean, you need that to get, you know, because I'm not there at a point where my rental income will help me get approved for conventional loans. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? If I wanted to stop now, I mean, I'm good, but I, I'm trying to scale. I'm trying to get bigger. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I'm still keeping it. And, you know, just to build more capital too. Um, I am, a lot of my income that I'm making now is just being, you know, I save up to buy more properties. Yeah. I'm actually that's... under contract on three properties that I'm closing on in the next 30 days. So I'm with, without this job, I wouldn't have saved up that capital. So yeah. it helps, you know, and it's not like, it's not like, you know, I, I hate this job, you know, it's not, I'm not praying to go just quit. So, I mean, it's not terrible. So I don't mind. Yeah. Being. Yeah. And it sounds like it's a pretty flexible job. I think you told me yeah. in your, in your uh, bio that you, get to work from home a lot now. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you're at the office. Apparently nobody's there yeah. or yep. they don't care that you're <laughs> recording a podcast. So I think yeah. it's awesome. I, think I, I, come in, I come in at like 10 or yeah. midnight. You know, whenever I find the time, because I I do I hope nobody listens to this. I think that's you know in my company. <laughs> but I, uh, I I I work my real estate you know during the day and then I work at night. I mean I I I don't let my full time job yeah you know fall back from my real estate. So I I make yeah. sure that I, I'm I'm on top of everything. So I come here at night every once in a while to just make sure I finish everything. Have you have you told your employer that you invest? Everybody knows. Like Everybody I am knows. so excited about real estate. Everybody knows. Like, oh, I'm buying other house. I'm talking other house. <laughs> I tell so, everyone. I, I guess I'm. Yeah. How did you approach that conversation? How did you bring it up? Um, I have no. I guess I just blurted it out. Oh no no okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, Jay I, did I, a I, podcast I, from their uh, from their conference room. They kind of knew they're sitting here watching. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, they they first first you know on my first day here at work, they asked me like, where where do you live? Because they know I was coming from mm. a different state, and so gotcha. I had to tell them. I I live in an apartment building, and then it just went on from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I 
and I had this conversation a lot with folks. Hey, should I tell my boss? Should I not tell my boss? Mm, so yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, you made an episode or a, or a clip about that. I, I listened. Yeah, to yeah. So if you haven't heard that clip, I'll do a real quick uh, snippet of that. If you start investing with your current employer, they don't need to know your business. If you're going to mm -hmm. go look for a new job, bring it up at the very first interview. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. just a night and day difference when your current employer finds out that you're doing this on the side. And 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 here's the thing, and I, I think at least in my situation, people, and mm -hmm. I, I got to wrap this up, otherwise I want to get on a tangent here. But you could spend the exact same amount of time you use to invest in real estate and play with stocks, and they would have no problem whatsoever with what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Perfect point. But, yeah, because point. it's yeah. an unknown entity, right? And it's a threat because 90% of millionaires are made that way through, through real estate investing. Mm -hmm. They now look at you as a threat, and you're not quote unquote committed, right? right but the company right. I went to from the very first time I started inter interviewing with them, we, we dated for like a year and a half before they made an offer. Oh, And very first interview, hey, what's your hobbies? I invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also like to go fishing, boating, all this other stuff. But you know, <laughs> I made sure I brought it up. And yeah. every interview after that, they, they asked more and more questions about it. And I was like, yeah, I do it. I said, like, here's my schedule. I get up at 4.30 in the morning focus on real estate, gets my mind right for the day. Then yeah. I get, get into work at seven 38. I'll make some calls at lunch or whenever I may get a break. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, mm -hmm. my, all of my properties are professionally property managed. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So if you're listening to this, you have a current boss. He doesn't know about your real estate investing. No need for him to know. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go to a new job, bring it up at the very first interview. Yep. Yep. That's and I would advice. actually argue that, you know, for us who invest in real estate, we actually do a better job at our, Absolutely. our job. I mean, you have to be committed. To be doing to be doing real estate and having a full time yeah. job like it's not easy you know so I mean just having that mindset like I I would if I heard somebody who has like a side business or a, you know whatever I would hire them I would I would, pref I would prefer them than somebody who's just you know skating by in life yeah I mean yeah I, yeah you know what I mean no you're absolutely right and and I I will, I've even made the argument that folks like you and I are better employees because we're not just working for a paycheck anymore. Yeah. Right. Because we have a vision. Yep. Yeah. And and maybe that's where where I like it. The employer may like, well, I don't I want the guy who's working for a paycheck is going to be around. Mm -hmm. I can bully around him, bully him around a while, you know. But you know, the the thing is they don't that they just don't get it is that you and I are, are so much more productive employees because we're not stressed about how to financially provide for our families. Yeah. It's, it's handled through yeah. our real estate business that is not interfering with our work. And there's, there's a disconnect yeah. there. I, I, I honestly think though, and it, and it could be because of, you know, this, the, the circles that I choose to be in. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the uh, playing field for corporate America is going to change quite drastically over the next 10, 20 years. Because what do you mean? Can you expand on that? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think the, you know, I think they're going to have to get a little bit more lenient on, you know, there's, there's a lot of HR policies that you have to sign right before you get a job. And if you don't sign those, mm -hmm. then you're not like, you can't talk about your salary or you can't talk about other people's salary. You can't even ask questions. Right. And I, I think a lot of that is to make sure that you fit in a box, right? Mm. and make sure that if you get outside that box and they have means to to let you go because it's going to disrupt their world right, right. yeah yep, yep. but I'll, i also think that with you know I, i've seen i've seen this with younger companies who realize that they start to realize oh i can't provide Ernest, everything he needs or wants but i see him as a valuable asset to our company right mm -hmm. so 
I'm going to be okay with Ernest doing his real estate investing. Completely mm. okay with it. Now, he might be on the chopping block if we have to downsize whatever because I know he has this other stuff going on. Mm. But I, I, you know, I think that's also happening. Also think that, you know, the, the millennials, everybody gives millennials the crap about not having a strong work ethic and blah, blah, blah. And obviously you're an example. You're a millennial, yeah. right? You follow that little... Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so, yeah. But it- you know, there, there's... I, I say hats off to you millennials for not saying I'm going to work for dirt cheap. Like I'm not going to let the man pigeonhole mm. me into this. And cause I, some of my folks in the mastermind are, you know, uh, mid twenties to <clears throat> early thirties. I was trying to think mm. quick and what, and so they're millennials and they're, they're like, yeah, I'm only doing my job for, for the exact same reason you were talking about. Yep, so I yep, can get yep. favorable limit lending terms and that's it. Mm. And I, so I think the more people do that, I, I mean, I've tried to look it up before about how many real estate investors there are in the U.S. Uh, mm. Nobody can agree on it. And there hasn't been a recent study in the last six or seven years. I think it's what, right. what the number was. Um, it was somewhere around 20 million. I think it was the I mean, the how closest. do you even classify real estate investors? I mean, would I you consider? Well, that was part of the problem yeah. with the article. Yeah. You know, is it, does that mean you have more than one home? Does that mean, right. you know, what is that? What does that really mean? And then, you know, if you compare the 20 million versus the 100 to 120 million W2 folks, Mm -hmm. I just see that number almost flip-flopping, right? And then most people are Mm -hmm. going to come 1099s. Um, Anyway, I I just, I think there's a big shift coming that nobody really wants to talk about because I I think the, I think the guys, the C-level executives, they don't want to talk about it because they probably not ready for it. Yeah. They're not ready for it. It's not going to happen in their service time Mm -hmm. of service. I don't want to call service um, their time at the helm, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they also may want to say, okay, well then you're not who I'm looking for as an employee. If you're that ambitious, yeah. the only thing, and I, I think I don't really like that statement is, is that how do you hire non-ambitious people and expect to be successful in corporate America? Right? I, like- I just don't think you can unless you, and I mean, unless you dumb it down to where everybody's just a paper pushing pencil holder. Right. But I mean, I've met people who don't invest in real estate. I mean, there's they're not mutually exclusive, right? I mean, there are people no, who no, don't invest not. in real estate. But so, but yeah, it's a coin toss on what you're gonna get yeah. as far as you know, employees. No, I, I have some really good friends who um, really strong work ethic, right? Uh, like mm-hmm. yours, and they don't invest in real estate. Yeah. And yeah. after but they I mean, see everything we we've been at, my wife and I've been able to do, they still don't. I'm like, right? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I try to teach everyone I know about what I do. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've seen the power of it, right? So, I mean, yep. but it's not for everyone. You can't force it's everyone not. to do what you're doing it's wrong. Not. It's not. Um, all right, Ernest, we're going to move to the off the wall section of the podcast right, cool. where I'm going to ask you three questions, random as can be. And uh, as soon as I find this app that they're on, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you were nervous earlier about this. You, you still good? You good now? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, no, I, all right. I don't even know if it's been 45 or an hour. So it, is, it has been, oh, yeah, it's been 45 minutes, believe really? it or not. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. So here's, here's a toss up. Mm-hmm. This is a little hanging curveball, right? What's the strangest thing you've ever seen in the middle of the road? Oh man. Well, I'm Asian, so I don't pay attention to the road. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question. What do you usually find on the road? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Like I, Nothing comes to mind with that question. Nothing. Honestly. You've never seen anything just really strange. <laughs> What's yours? What's yours? I'm curious. 
Um, a dead cow. Oh, interesting. Yeah, dirt road back in the day. Me and a bunch of high school mm-hmm. buddies, we had these dirt roads. We go ride, come up, and there's a dead cow. Interesting. No farms no, near anywhere. <laughs> no, I haven't found any dead bodies or cadavers on the road. But when, when I find one, I'll give you a call. No. Uh, let's see let's see um oh this is a good one if you had to design a playground for adults what is one thing you'd put on it books Books. i mean that's easy oh yeah i mean you are a book nerd (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's just like think about all the knowledge that you're gonna get from a singular book like all right just for example that you know that Bird book by David Green, right? If yeah. you get the right book at the right time, that is going to propel you upward. It's just going to change your trajectory in life. Yeah. You know, I like know. rich dad before that. So, I mean, that's just, that's a playground for your mind. I mean, yeah, that's what I would put in a playground. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. I don't know that I would go to, well, I'm going to say I have a playground of books right here in my hand, right? Because I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an audio guy. I, I, I can't physically read. I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Question number three. See, this haven't been that bad other than you didn't answer for the first one that's okay that's okay <laughs> I, I thought they weren't gonna notice but <laughs> i guess not <laughs> all right so last one number three uh, from off the wall what antiquated invention do you still use oh wow looking around the room for for a, <laughs> this could be something at home or antiquated invention oh man can't think of any what's yours i guess i'm sorry but i mean i can't think of any I, right man no i see <laughs> It's a hard one. I don't, wait a minute. I'm supposed to be interviewed here. That's, this is you. This is you. Uh, you know what amazes me, though? Mm-hmm. Amazes me how many people still use facts. Like facts. Oh. Like that is, that amazes me how that technology has been around almost for, I think, 50 years. It, yeah. That's incredible that that's, that's happening still. I haven't used it. So, I mean, I try to avoid like, <laughs> old stuff, I guess. So, I, I, I don't have I won't that. do it. Well, I, I thought it, I thought there may be with, with you being a uh, information technology guy that you had this one thing that you still use. I mean, you know. Oh, yes, yes. I do have one. All right. I do have one. Now I remember. Um, I can't put a date on it because I don't, you know, I don't remember when it's made. But when I was in the military, there was a surveying equipment that was built for the Neanderthals. I don't know. It's it's, it's that old. (laughs) It's a a surveying equipment for, you know, surveying sites and stuff like that. But we would still train on it. But nobody uses it anymore. But it's just something that we use to to teach the younger ones on how to survey. But yes, there's one. Well, that's awesome. All right, answer that. Cool. There you go. There you go. So the uh, the guys who installed our pool, um, mm. they used a leveling process that the Mayans used. Really? Like you would think that they would be out here with levels and all this other stuff. No, yeah, they, yeah. Use, they use a principle that was created by the Mayans that's been around for that while. Well, and, how, and how it was does pretty, your pool look like? <laughs> well, it's it's granite. It's like blown in concrete with stone around it, and mm-hmm. they did an amazing job. It's an amazing oh, nice. job, and and it is level. It drains right. It pumps right. correctly. <laughs> uh, if that's what you're getting at, yeah. But they, yeah, when they yeah, did, yeah. I was like, and it's it's the simplest thing. It's a water hose with some water in between it, and and I don't. It's amazing to to watch to watch them do it. Those we're not smart enough to figure that out, I guess. No, no, not even now. <laughs> not even now. I'm like, yeah. is there is there an app for that on my phone that I could bring <laughs> up to level this pool out? Right. Or like, yeah, dude, just just get a tube and some water and That's go to thing. YouTube University and put uh I think it's Mayan uh leveling technique or something like that. Pretty wild. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm gonna so, look that up. 
All right. So you you only got to skip one question. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Ernest, thank you for being here. Very inspirational story, man. Strong work ethic. Uh, very, I mean, a hustler. Uh, and also it sounds like you got the right person on your team with your better half oh, now yeah. and definitely, definitely keep her. If she's willing to move to a city she's never been to before with you live in oh. a property that y'all have <laughs> never seen before uh, in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's freaking awesome. So if people want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to connect? Sure. Uh, Facebook or Instagram. I mean, my Facebook is just my name, Ernest Malonga. And then my Instagram is Ernest Malonga and you can find me there. So I'm happy to connect with everyone. Awesome. I'll make a link to both of those in the show notes. Thank you again, sir. I enjoyed the conversation and I hope to do it again in a year. Let's give you a whole year. So January 2022, come back and you can tell us how many units you've added to your portfolio. Yeah, my goal is to buy, I don't know, eight houses a year. I mean, that's where I'm at now. I mean, that's my my current goal. So buy eight houses a year. So hopefully when we talk again, you know, after a few years, it'll be that much. Nice, nice. And then you're going to move on to multifamily. So yeah, for sure. That's it. Ernest, thank you very much, sir. I will talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Jake. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Ernest and I. And here's what I recommend is next up. Number one, go connect with him on uh, Facebook or Instagram, whatever your pleasure is. Let him know. Let him know you heard him on the W2 Capitalist podcast. Number two, come check us out in uh, the W2 Capitalist community. You can find more information at w2capitalist.com forward slash community. Third thing from here is the one of the one of the things I don't like about the podcast is I don't get to interact with you as much as I can, like on YouTube, right? You guys can comment, you can like, you can dislike, uh, and I can see that and I can interact with you on the podcast. I just see who downloads it. So if there's anything that resonated with you uh, today or any previous episode, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. And if you want to be a guest on the W2 Capitalist podcast, send me an email, j at w2capitalist.com. All right, j, j-a-y at w2capitalist.com. All right, from here, let's get out there and earn, invest, repeat. <laughs>